Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before I pass the mic over to this week's host, just something real quick. I was asked recently, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on your platform of choice. Number two, you can definitely subscribe to the podcast. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode or past episodes with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's CousinBailey at gmail.com. Well, this week's host continues to be Gus. We were just talking about a ridiculous winning percentage this cat has. So, Gus, why don't you take it away this week? Awesome. Thanks, Cuz. I appreciate it. Yep, keeping my reign kind of extended out the lead. But... I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. Hmm. So can we not Bailey had a great week, five and two. Holy shit. Is that your first winning week of the year? No, but I understand. Okay. All right. Well, definitely your best week of the year. I would say so. So five and two last week, he's now 33 and 48 trucking along 16 games under, or I'm sorry, 15 games under 500. Dr. Riffick. Yikes. Two and five, he falls to under 500 at 39 and 42. Malt Liquor had a decent week, four and three. He's 43 and 38. And yours truly went six and one last week. Holy shit. I didn't even realize it while I was watching the games. I'm at 48 and 33. Reciprocal of cuz. And what was that for Malt that you said? My What's my percentage at? 59.259. So if you guys aren't betting my picks, I don't know what the fuck you're doing because I am pulling some rabbits out of my ass this year. So anyway, before we get into anything serious, which are the games this week, all 10 of them, let's see what everybody's drinking. Cuz, what you got, buddy? So um, just I, the other day, well, actually, I was on a business trip for a couple of days, but before I left, I got some uh, Cloud Dweller. From Coppertail, and that's what I have left. So, Cloud does Cloud Dweller is a hazy IPA, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Like a lot of stuff from Coppertail, so I love it. Awesome, Malt. What you got, man? Uh, so long night at the office. I wanted to just go to Cigar City and have a draft, and then get some beers to go. We're having some fucking private party. Like, oh, it's a private party. And I said, can I just go buy some beer? They're like, yeah, but watch them. The guy literally stood and watched me buy the beer. I should have walked out. But I picked up uh, the uh, Sorry for Our Appearance Euro- European Style Lager, which is pretty damn good. It's uh, very crisp, um, but a nice, easy drinking lager. So if, I don't know, I haven't seen it at the uh, grocery store. So I don't know if you actually have to go there to get it, if you can get anywhere else. But if you have the means and they don't have 
some fucking ass dumbass private party head on in that's probably what you should have said to them sorry for my appearance tonight I yeah just, i just want to drink beer right i'll sort of give you my money that's right mr producer what you got bro uh i've got a voodoo ranger juicy ipa that's a good one went away from dragoon like it little diversity never hurt anybody I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going to my old reliable uh, La Playita. Um, it's a hop accented pills from Tank Brewing Company down in Miami. Uh, pretty good. It's probably the only one I have tonight. I'm going to be shifting, especially since we have a 10 game slate. I'm definitely going to be shifting at some point to something else. And I'll proudly talk over someone and interrupt them to let them to let the listeners know what I'm drinking. So. That's the that's the plan. So this week we have 10 games. Four of them are in conference. It's a pretty weak slate, which you'll find out when we go over the first two games. Actually, the first three games, maybe the first four games. But it is what it is. Uh, we're getting down to it. Well, there's three more games left. Two more. Two more games left. All right. So we have two more games and then. Wait a minute. Florida's not playing a lollipop at the end of the year this year? Nope. No. Nope. This game and then Florida State. Oh, wow. We opened with right. Utah. And we, yeah. we had Utah, USF, and Eastern whatever thing and, um, in the first couple weeks. All right. Yeah, I forgot next weekend is uh, Thanksgiving. next. Well, next Thursday, and then that's where all the rivalry games are. The weekend of Thanksgiving, so... All right. I think without further ado, we'll get into it. You guys just want me to take them? Yeah. All right. So first game, no line. We have Austin P traveling to Tuscaloosa. So, I mean, do we want to talk about Alabama last week? Sure. Yeah. It was, uh, they, they, you know, they, they showed some grit, you know, it was all for not, of course. Uh, I mean, it, it matters in, in the long run, but you know, they, they couldn't, they couldn't clinch the, the West, but beating Ole Miss, you know, at Ole Miss. Um, I know you guys have some opinions on Ole Miss decisions. Um, I was actually in Tuscaloosa on Monday and Tuesday and got completely hammered. So that was a good time, but uh, I'm back loving this weather. It was like forties and rainy there. So this is definitely a, a good change, but um you know, Alabama, they're they're good, of course. They're just, just you know, I think we've kind of seen the writing on the wall all year. This is not going to be their season, but is there is there any chance Bryce Young comes back, in your opinion? Uh, no, I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, why I mean, sure, NIL money's great, but he's gonna make a fuck ton more. He's gonna be a top five yeah. pick, if not the number no, no, one no. overall. So no, no, I, I know it's just silly. I saw I saw a meme the other day that showed how many uh players have eligibility left in the um uh after this year and um some of them are surprising some of them don't matter but it's just funny you know seeing these quarterbacks a lot of them look like you know have been starting for so long kj jefferson two more years after this year spencer rattler bryce young anthony richardson and will rogers all have two more years after this year uh, Will Levis one more year. Jaden Jaden Daniels one more year. the The point of the t- the tweet that was posted on Instagram was, "Can you imagine all of them coming back? I mean, you know that the the experience, some you know the success, the varying degrees of success. Um, if they all came back next year, would be 
would be thrilling, but obviously I don't think, I mean, Spencer, you know, Rattler is going to come back. Maybe Richardson, Will Rogers. I don't know. What do you think about Jaden Daniels? I guess we can talk about us another time, but you know, he's having the season of his life. You know, I don't know what his draft stock is. I mean, Daniels will probably be a, definitely a late round, you know, six or seven. He might even be an undrafted free agent, but then again, there's a premium on quarterbacks. So who knows? Yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really. How see tall is he? Oh, great question. Great question. Don't know. He's not a big guy. He's not very, uh, no, he's not very thick either. No, he's a skinny motherfucker. You know, kind of like Bryce Young, right? Like Bryce Young's a little bit on the shorter side. He's kind of tinier. So that's his, I guess that's the one knock against him at the next level. But yeah, Jaden Daniels is six small. six three. I mean, he's not short. I don't oh, know. He's what... six three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's six three. Oh wow. Okay. I think. Um, I wonder if Levis is going to go. Do you think Levis goes, or does he stick around one more year? He should probably go before he proves everyone that he <laughs> sucks and not just half the league. Yeah, this is true. This is true. All right, Bryce Young is pr- proposed uh, n- number one overall. All right, my, or is that the number one quarterback? No, number one overall. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why I was even asking. I just knowing he has that much time, knowing Love he's he got next his second number one overall pick. That's right. Oh. It has Will Levis going number four to the Lions. <laughs> Yikes! Ahead of CJ Stroud. Oh. That is such a Lions pick, though. I mean, come That's on. True. That is such a Lions pick. Fighting kneecaps, what they do. But yeah, there's there's not really much to talk about here. I guess we can go into the next game. Eastern Tennessee State University, if you're from that region of the country, it's called Easy Teasy U, because nice. apparently academically it's not very good. But hmm. that was actually a college that kind of had interest in me to go there and play a little baseball. Hmm. Obviously, didn't go. Felt the need to serve my country, or because I was poor. Either one. That's you know, both both work. Both work there. They're playing uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah, they got they got the doors blown off them, right? Yeah, but there was some. Uh, I was I was looking at that. I didn't watch much of the game because um, I was at a black tie event. But there was a Georgia scored twenty eight points in the second half. Um, now they were up 17 to 12 at halftime and then Georgia scored a touchdown, I think on the, at after, after the kickoff. So, and then Mississippi state scored a seven and, you know, put up a touchdown in the third. Pyre was gutless. Gutless coward. Yeah. He kicked like, kicked the field goal on like inside the five and some other dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that against now it, it was not. I mean, you know, Will Rogers threw. He he, he went twenty nine of fifty one for two hundred and sixty one yards. That is not a lot of yards per attempt. No, and, and one touchdown. Um, it's a. Uh, but I mean, like like I said, the, oh 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 Stetson. That's right. Bennett, Bennett threw two picks, and I think they were both in the first half. So that would have probably explained why you know a low scoring first half. I think they were both in the first half, but. Um, but I mean, you know, what do they have? Mississippi State at 308 yards total. Yeah. Just... Yeah, not very good. <clears throat> um, 
both of these games we just went over probably won't be very good. I don't know if that's – they're both noon kickoffs, and they're probably not wor- worth watching. Uh, neither is the next one, also a noon kickoff. This one actually has a line. Your UMass Minutemen heading to College Station to take on Texas A&M. The line here is 33 and a half. The over under is 47 and a half. UMass is one and nine. They beat Stony Brook. I think that's all you need to know about UMass. And the fact that I have been on their campus, a beautiful part of Massachusetts. Actually really like that area a lot. The Berkshires? What's that? Is it in the Berkshires? Uh, I don't know if it's called the Berkshires, but it's out. It's out in like Western Mass. Yeah. Kind of towards the north. The one thing I can say is uh, the actual city of Amherst is a little bit different than the rest of the area around there. A huge libertarian pocket. And Hmm. uh, where the college is, that's uh, reminding me a little bit of Berkeley. So, but uh, yeah, definitely an interesting place. Texas A&M, they lost last week. I was the only one that went with Auburn over them. They look like a fucking dumpster fire. I don't, I don't know how they can keep on a Jimbo Fisher, but, but just of, you know, UMass sucks, right? And UMass is independent. I didn't even know we still had independence outside of Notre Dame. Um, but I mean, 33 and a half, I, I guess I can see him doing it, but I don't know, man. Texas A&M looks bad, like really bad. Uh, I don't have much else to say on this. So I think I'll just go with the pick unless we get into some Jimbo Fisher talk. Man, give me A and M. UMass is just—they should—they should either disband the fucking program, or they should go down to Division three or Division two. Not—they're definitely not Division one. They're not—they're not FBS material. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think this kind of boils down to whether or not A and M has quit on their coach. Uh, when I first saw this line, my thought was, man, UMass must just really be terrible, and of course they are for the reasons Gus mentioned. Uh. One of the advanced stats metrics I used kind of to see some stuff actually has AM covering. Um, so if they haven't quit, they're going to want to get a W. And I think just their talent in the trenches and their ability to run the ball is probably going to get them there. So uh, I'd like to go against Gus to try to make up some ground, but I can't take some fucking piece of shit team from nowhere Massachusetts, no matter how crappy A&M is. So I'll take the Aggies. So this kind of reminds me a, a touch, um, like uh, Dan, like the game that the Gators played last year against, oh, uh, God. Who was that god-awful team that scored a shitload of points on us, but we ended up winning? Anyone remember? Old Dominion? Oh, last year? Last um, year. Oh. Is that like, I don't know. I know. I I don't even. It doesn't even really matter. It was a terrible team, but the um, the Gators, um, you know, I mean, it, and honestly, it was it was a terrible situation all around because it turned out to be a shootout against a, you know, like an FCS school. It was it was horrible. Um, but my point is, it's theoretical. It's theoretically uh, possible that this could be like you know a kind of game where they would t- take advantage of a, a, a god awful opponent. And I, I, I guess it's going to happen. Um, my question is, Moose Muhammad, I don't know if you all saw this, he got benched against Auburn last week because he was, well, 
I don't exactly know why, but he said, according to Twitter, that it was because he was wearing arm sleeves and, you know, which he called hypocritical because he said that other players have worn them. So what's the problem? But that's his version of a, you know, on a tweet. And I don't know if Jimbo said exactly why. Do you know, Gus, anybody? Well, watching the game, they had said that, you know, they noted that he was out. And then the sideline reporter said that he got in a pretty good heated argument with Jimbo Fisher and their offensive coordinator, which I thought was Jimbo Fisher. But or maybe it was the receivers coach. I can't remember. But I guess he got heated and was with them. So that could have been the reason. I don't know if they're going to get that heated over arm, whatever you call them, thingies. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, he's not suspended this week. So he is available. Um, And I I think that, you know, barring like a late season transfer portal situation for him and for others, by the way, because, you know, the rats and I don't I'm not calling the players rats per se, but, you know, as the saying goes, they deserve a sinking. They desert a sinking ship. Um, Shit ain't going well for them right now. I believe this is the worst record of any team that had the number one class the year before or the, you know, in the previous off season. And this is the worst record that, that that's ever happened by that. So, you know, this is, there's a lot to be worried about if you're A&M uh, Jimbo Fisher, aside from 2013 has had media mediocre years. And that was with Jameis Winston. Um, Jimbo Fisher has a pay a buyout that, that, that could scare the living daylights out of any, I mean, some professional schools, you know, or for some professional teams, can't afford this kind of shit. So if not all, um, so he, they're stuck with him and it doesn't look good. I mean, he has not, you know, he was a good offensive coordinator under Nick Saban, right. At LSU. But I don't see what the, I mean, I don't understand why he deserved or thought, you know, why they thought he deserved such a huge contract. Cause he had performed almost the exact same as Kevin Sumlin there aside from the, you know, the recruits, um, I, I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to get a little, little, little crazy. I know, I'm sorry I'm kind of pontificating here, but it's just crazy. Texas A&M is such a crazy situation. Um, I'm going to take UMass. I'm, I mean, not not necessarily to win, but it's conceivable that they've quit, like you guys suggested. All right, so we're split because doctors got the Minutemen as well. Next game, we got our Gators coming off probably their most impressive performance of the year. Big victory at home on senior day against – the Gamecocks, they are a 14-and-a-half-point road favorite going to Nashville. Again, not really a road game. I think the over-under is 57. Um, so I'm kind of uh, – 14-and-a-half, you know, there's that hook, which makes me a little bit worried. And what I've noticed about Florida is we seem to underscore based on how, how well we play. Um, special teams was just a – fucking disaster and Richardson was not that great throwing the ball but we ran it well you know came out looking really good obviously the first four drives and then just the second half was kind of a dud but the defense played really well didn't give up any points six consecutive quarters uh we actually seemed to play together like hold the edge and have been tackling a lot better which is all good to see so good signs on that front. I still don't know what we try to do before the end of halves. 
It's like, just either go for it or don't. It's like, we do this half-assed, I just don't understand. Um, I still question Billy's intelligence, but um, Vanderbilt had their big, big victory over Kentucky with a last second touchdown to, to win the game, but they're not great. I mean, Kentucky's scuttling and um, you know, Vandy's still Vandy. Their biggest weakness is their run defense. Um, So it really kind of boils down to, I think how well Richardson can throw the ball. And if our defense keeps it up, if either of those happen, I think we'll cover this. If both of those happen, I think we'll cover easily. So I'm going to bank on at least one of those happening. I think we'll we'll actually kind of cruise to a victory. Um, and I like Richardson on the road much better than in the swamp. So I'm going to take the Gators and lay the points. I um I totally agree with you. Um, the the yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you mentioned the defense, and that was very ap- appropriate. They were flying all over the field, and I'm not saying you know South Carolina has a you know very good offense, but they're you know probably not. They're probably on the you know same level as Vanderbilt in a lot of ways. Um, but I think they had six wins already. Last you know like last week, they came in with a better record than the Gators, and you know I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, Richardson did not look sharp. But the running game was just out of this world. I'm a, I, I love Etienne and Johnson. Um, those guys are um, are outstanding, and I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to see you know see what they bring in the future. The um, and Ar you know you know he was serviceable. He didn't he didn't make any like he didn't he did he wasn't the reason like I mean he wasn't making like great plays at the end, but he wasn't like throwing you know red zone picks and and and, and situations like that. Um, like he's done in the past. So at the very least, he's he's kind of growing in some capacity. And you're right, on the road, he's good. And um, you know, Vanderbilt tends to play the Gators tough, but I don't I don't know. I, I watched the end of the uh the, the Vanderbilt game or the Kentucky game, very exciting. Coach was crying. I just don't. I mean, this is a two. T- t- these are basically two programs going in opposite directions. Like, and we met early on in the season. Florida was floundering. And Kentucky was on the rise, and now it's the exact opposite. I feel like Vanderbilt is uh, outmatched here, and I think Florida wins by you know maybe seventeen to twenty-one points. That sounds good. Yeah, I I agree. <clears throat> I think Florida's going to win or win and win big here. You know, you guys kept you guys alluded to Anthony Richardson not playing great last week. I think it was maybe a second or third pass. I thought we had bad AR, bad AR this week. But the running game was incredible. Three, three of the uh, three Gators over 100 yards. I think the first time that they've ever done that, right? I believe so. Sounds right. Yeah, if ever. But yeah, this is uh, you know, congrats to Vandy beating Kentucky. I think I actually picked that. Yeah. Oh, that was one of my little moles. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it was um, you know, there's still Vandy, Florida's. Florida's definitely playing much better. Not really missing Brenton Cox. Mm-hmm. Actually playing a little bit better after uh, good old Brenton left the team. Wishing nothing but the best. I'm sure he'll have a mediocre enough. But, uh, yeah. So, Doctor, who you got, buddy? You're taking Vandy, by the way. Um, no, sorry. I'm not. Yeah, you are. No. Yep. Anchor Why down. am I taking Vandy? Dust my force. Not that. Don't do it because he's been right. I mean, let's. I mean, that's just a big jinx. Just yeah, kidding, I mean, God. 
No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I you don't want, want me to lone wolf it. I'll lone wolf it. Oh, no. Here we go. That means Florida loses by 14. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. Jinx. No, I'll take the Gators, too. That's a sweep, then. Yep. Sweep it. All righty. Um, well, the 330 game of the week is, um, I, I think, by default, the game of the week. Um, Georgia at Kentucky, uh, Georgia's a 22 and a half point favorite. Um, we talked about Kentucky some, uh, they are headed in different directions and I thought this game was going to mean more, um, later on in the year, you know, well, earlier in the year, I thought this game was going to mean more. I thought the Kentucky Tennessee game might mean something, uh, meant nothing. Uh, uh, the, uh, Georgia overcame some Stetson Bennett mistakes, uh, you know, and that's, you know, the guy does not make many. Um, he's a fucking robot and I hate him, but they won 45 to 19 over at Mississippi state last week. And Mississippi state looked like complete dog shit. Uh, Kentucky not looking great, but, you know, losing at home when you're supposed to be, you know, like a top 25 team to Vanderbilt is bad. Um, and that's not a good sign. And, you know, it's shocking that they were as good as they are with an average, apparently fourth round, fourth pick overall quarterback, which I find disgusting. Um, I think Georgia is going to just blow the doors off them. The over under is 49 points. Uh, Georgia's defense has been playing quite well lately. And Kentucky is not exactly like an offensive juggernaut. So this this might be like a 30, 38 to not zero, I guess, maybe um 38 to seven kind of game. I could see why they, why the over under is so low, uh, but I'm going to take Georgia. It's a, it's a big number, 22 and a half, but I'm going to take Georgia to beat Kentucky by 22, at least 23. Yeah. The um, Georgia, I, I don't think they'll even get seven. I don't think Kentucky will even score seven against Georgia's defense. I mean, just how they've, they've adapted to the different systems they've faced this year. They're playing at a very high level on defense, probably the highest in the country. So I, I don't know if Kentucky will even get a field goal. I would I would kind of agree with you there because Stetson Bennett kind of looked pedestrian last week. Um, it was more their running game, more their defense than anything else. So there's I don't think there's a lot to say here. I'm glad that uh, – well, I'm not glad. Oh, I was going to say I'm glad Kentucky's going to lose, but they're playing Georgia. So, I, yeah. I, I just want to say he, he was – 25 of 37, that's 68, 67.6% for 289 yards and three touchdowns. It was the two INTs that, you know, kind of make him look that way. Those are fantastic numbers minus the two INTs. But for him, I agree. He looked, God, it's just, it pains me to say, you know, that's a, that's kind of an okay game for him. Yeah. Give me the Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree. I don't have much to add. Kentucky's sucks. Levis sucks. Georgia's looking strong. Um, they have turned the ball over a bit. That's been their bugaboo, but hasn't really seemed to bother them. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bulldogs as well. It's like an NFL situation. I mean, you know, like a NFL quarterback can throw two picks in a game, and it doesn't mean shit sometimes. Yeah, in in college, it seems to matter way more, but not with Georgia. It's incredible. Who do you like, Doc? Bulldogs, let's go. Another sweep. I mean, this 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 week, the second to last week is you know it's a lot of outmatched opponents. That's just kind of the way it is. Yep. 
Gus, you're up on the uh, four o'clock terrible SEC um, SEC network game. Turn your mic on. Sorry, it was off. I was going to say, was it uh, just like jalapeno apple? Like jalapeno apple? I think jalapeno. It looks about uh, as delicious as a, as jalapeno apple. You're absolutely right. Um, the reason he's mentioning that is this portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount when you order three bottles of $6. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com and enter code BourbonBoys. Um, thank you for mentioning Jalapeno Apple. Uh, I believe there is a specific reason why, Gus. Yeah, I came home one day and there was a bottle at my door. Exactly. And the bottles can be, it will, you know, are shipped. Uh, I believe uh, all the Bourbon Boys got a sample this week and I, I I love it. I love jalapeno apple. Um, he was gonna he's gonna send me another spicier one because I'm gonna try and grow up a little bit. But uh, jalapeno apple, right up my alley, delicious. Uh, did you get one malt? Yeah, I did, and I liked it. And I'm I don't know why you were trying to compare this piece of shit game to the sauce. The sauce is good. This game coming up sucks. So I, I don't understand where you're going. With that. This, well, I don't know. This game could be spicy though. Uh, <clears throat> so. So pandemicsaucecompany.com, enter code bourbonboys at checkout. Do we have any other sponsors yet? Still working on sponsors. Still working. All on right. Sponsors. All I right. had a meeting this week about sponsorships. Magnum so. condoms. Absolutely. <laughs> Just got to roll Thank them up it. a little bit and they fit perfectly. All right. So, Gus. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> we're going to get to the 4 p.m. game. Western Kentucky, they're going to the Plains of Auburn. Auburn's a... Five and a half point favorite. This is an interesting line. It's an interesting game. Auburn obviously coming off of a, in air quotes, big win over AM last week. You know, they're four and seven. They haven't been really great. Maybe my man Cadillac, which I think I did pick that game. Yep, I did. I was Lone Wolf on that one last week. My man Cadillac came through. Very happy about that. I don't know. Maybe he's put some energy in that program. I know he's got a lot of energy on the sidelines. It seems like the kids love him, but Western Kentucky's not terrible. They're seven and four. They haven't beat any real big names this year. And when I'm talking about big names, like they haven't beat, where was it? Uh, Hawaii or no, they beat Hawaii, uh, Troy. They lost to Troy. So there's that one. They lost to North Texas. They actually got stomped by North Texas. So, you know, there's no big wins here. They, they lost to Indiana. Wait, Indiana's kind of good this year, right? Weren't they ranked yeah. at some point? Yeah. 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 Fucking shot. Oh, Brett Bielema is there, right? No. No, he's at Illinois? Bielema is at one of those schools, right? Is he? I think he is. Stop, stop asking. We don't know. I don't watch Big Ten. Big Ten, come on. Big Ten. Indiana, Illinois. What's the fucking difference? There is none. That's right. So, so yeah, I think this will be an interesting game. I honestly didn't look and see what Western Kentucky does against the rush, but that's kind of Auburn's thing. I want to say they put in a new kid at quarterback last week too. I may be wrong. I know I watched the game, but it was the late game. So I was, uh, 
Mm. You know, a little, um, mm. how do you call it? Uh, drunk. Ah. So, oh, there you go. Brett Bielema. He coaches Illinois. All right. Mm. At least we got that cleared up. Phew. I wouldn't be able to sleep. But five and a half. I mean, Western Kentucky, I believe, is in the, oh, my God, the Sun Belt. I think they're a Sun Belt team. They oh, are. Man, this is tough. I think I'm going to go with Auburn. I'll, I'll let it ride with my boy, Carnell Cadillac Williams. By the way, I didn't mention the over-under. It's uh, 60. So maybe Western Kentucky puts up points. I don't know. Uh, actually, it looks like they put up 30 a game, 35 a game. So maybe. All right, so, I'm going to go take the opposite side of this one. Uh, I'll go with the Hilltoppers. They got a good passing offense. I think uh, some of the rah-rah Cadillac energy is maybe going to fall off. Um, so I just – I don't love Auburn's offense, and I think Kentucky, Western Kentucky can move the ball, and they may win this outright. So uh, I'll take them. I, I, uh, I agree with that statement. Um, I, 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 you know, it's funny, like, I was feeling so confident until I looked up at the board and saw Gus picked Auburn. So now I absolutely do not feel good about my pick, but I am still going to pick the Hilltoppers. Um, they have an air raid-like offense, um, and at the very least, I think they're going to put up some points, uh, make it make it closer. Auburn doesn't seem to – I mean, they're not scoring a shitload under a Cadillac and against uh, Texas A&M last week, I mean, that was a 13 to 10 ball game. That wasn't exactly a, you know, an offensive scoring machine situation. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Western Kentucky. I think if there's a chance they can win, they can beat a five and a half point spread. So, cause we'll take Western Kentucky. How about you, doc? I'll be riding in my pink Cadillac motherfucker. Auburn. Oh, nice. Boom. It's a good song in the movie. All right. Uh, this next Game is brought to you by Cigar City's Tony Janis Cedar Pale Ale. It's good. Uh, you can get it uh, on draft at the Southwest Terminal at Denton International Airport, um, which is probably the best terminal in the U.S. But um, South Carolina, as we said, uh, just got basically dominated by the Gators. They look terrible. Their special teams did some stuff, but Defense was just nothing. Their offense was even worse. I don't even know, like, what they were trying to do. It's just like Rattler running around and throwing over guys' heads and just looking like an idiot. Uh, Tennessee bounced back in a big way against Mizzou. Really uh, kind of opened it up. Really not in doubt that they were going to cover. I mean, by the third quarter, I think they were covering, and then they ended up even extending it. Um so I'm going to take the Vols again. Uh, they have been pretty good covering big numbers all year. And um, there's nothing you would see from South Carolina to make you think they can even be competitive. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a night game in Columbia, so it might get a little weird, but you're kind of relying on, like, fucking Juju and Dark Forces for that to happen. So I'm going to go with logic and talent and take the Vols. Yeah, I agree. There's, I don't think there's much to say here. South Carolina looks like shit. I know they, they had been playing well, and their special teams did show up. I think they're probably number one in the country in special teams. They're really good there. That's the only strong spot. I just think Tennessee's offense is way too much. They're gonna, they're just gonna throw the ball all over the field. Like AR probably should have done last. Yeah, give me the balls. Yeah, and South Carolina 
is um missing is still missing you know um some running backs uh not that not that that really is needed to say tennessee um they've they're 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 still they're still fighting for you know like a top four spot it's conceivable so um i mean i don't think they'll do anything with it you know but Uh, I just, I mean, South Carolina was worse than I thought um, for a team that beat the beat Florida last year pretty handily. They look like complete junk. Um, I'm, you know, like obviously, yes, a fake field goal or fake fake punt was lovely in the block, but um, that's it, it's not going to matter. Uh, Tennessee, like like Malt said, scored twenty one points in the third quarter and just kept pouring it on. I think that's the kind of situation we're going to be running into here. So yeah, I'll take the balls, Doctor. Uh, I gotta make up some ground. I'll take the Cox. Okay. Um, well, the the next game, seven thirty game, Ole Miss uh, traveling to Arkansas. Both teams coming off losses to rivals. Um, Arkansas, excuse me, Ole Miss hosting Alabama last week kind of blew it, and uh, you know they had an opportunity to beat Alabama, uh, which again the the game turned out to be. Not worth a damn. Alabama, I guess, at that point wasn't even playing for the uh, SEC West. Ole Miss could have extended their opportunity, but but they lost and lost out, and LSU clinched. Um, Arkansas played. Speaking of LSU, Arkansas played LSU really tough. Uh, LSU, you know, they both both teams made mistakes. The final was like ten to ten to thirteen. Um, I really expected LSU to break late. Um, everybody knew that, but it just didn't happen. Um, I said something about it on Facebook and got mocked horribly before it didn't happen. So I deleted that comment. Um, but, uh, Ole Miss is a two and a half point road favorite. Um, and that seems right to me. Um, I think Ole Miss can score. Um, you know, they scored 20 something points against Alabama last week. Um, I, I just, I feel like if they're not giving up, this is silly. I don't know. This game could be so crazy. Cause I don't have any faith in Arkansas, you know, I, they've just completely fallen off the rails. And then last week they take like the number of whatever, you know, top 10 team to the wire, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Ole Miss. I think the, the number is right. I think they're, they, they deserve to be favored on the road against this team. Um, I could see him winning by more than maybe closer to 10. Yeah. Uh, is Lane Kiffin going to be the coach at Auburn? So the latest I read is that Ole Miss apparently offered him a huge amount to stay. So he's probably, I don't know, debating. Yeah, that, I saw I he got an extension. I didn't see any numbers. I just saw that he he pos- or that he he had an extension offered. I don't know if he actually took it. Would you go to but- Auburn? I mean, they're fucking boosters, and they they run people out if they don't like their haircut. It's like the mockery of uh, it's like the Simpsons joke of, of, of Mr. Burns and you know Steinbrenner. I mean, if they don't, they're so not. The latest, the latest is that it's would be over nine million a year to stay at Ole Miss. Hey, they're you know with NIL and the way he recruits, I think they're in the the transfer portal. I don't think there's much difference in those two teams. You know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I agree with you. He's going and, and back is, to the Raiders. Yeah, he'll go somewhere else before he goes to Auburn. I'm sorry. That's what I I'm mean. Auburn's probably got a bigger war chest, don't they? 
Yeah, I think so. With who though? I mean, Ole Miss has got a bunch of rich, you know, uh, they've got a bunch of rich alumni. They've got that, you know, I think Realtree or one of the camo guys. I think Realtree. He's an Ole Miss guy. He's the one. They're the Realtree sponsored their you know crazy blue camo uniforms earlier this year. I'm sure they're throwing money out to players. And it's so, not like Auburn, some cosmopolitan city. Anyway. No, it's not. So the story in 2020 that I just Googled, that's the first one I clicked on, so you know it's well-researched. Um, of course. Has Auburn as the, as the seventh most, whatever, lucrative college football school that year, ahead of Alabama, believe it or not, ahead of Florida, Ahead of What's this rubric are they using? Uh, like per capita? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm, I'm, okay. Football Scoop has obtained financial data for every FBS program through the U.S. Department of Education. It's required by the Equity and Athletics Disclosure Act. We're able to sort sports-specific data for every school in the country. Texas, unsurprisingly, led the nation by a wide mar- margin of $33 million. So it's, I guess it's based on revenue? I don't know. Yeah, like maybe they don't spend as much on, you know, maybe I'm, I'm just saying maybe, you know, Florida spends a lot of their profit on other sports. Probably. Like have to do. So well, maybe I mean, it has something to do with that. But Auburn has an okay, you know, women's and basketball and soccer. Yeah, I mean, Bruce players. Pearl's their coach. He's not coming cheap. No, that's a good point. I I don't know. It just doesn't seem plausible considering. I don't know. So Sports Illustrated has their 10 most, this is actually from this year, 10 most valuable program. According to Go Banking Rates, which went through the data, matter of checking the education department's data analysis, adding up the total revenues from the most recent numbers, which were from 2019 to 2020 before COVID. So Auburn was not in the top 10 there, but they were just out of it. They're 11th, Nebraska 12th, Florida 13th, Ole Miss 14th. So you're right. Ole Miss is not that far off. So your original point is validated by my hardcore research. I like it. And he's left the podcast too, so. He has. That's great. So so back, back to the game. You know, Arkansas, they did play LSU tough, but I believe that was a home game for Arkansas, right? Yeah. Right on that? Yeah. Um, KJ Jefferson didn't play. Is he hurt? Correct. Okay. He that white boy. Okay. Looked, to look terrible. Yeah. Of course. Looked awful. Of course. But, yeah, I, I just – Ole Miss can put up points. Um, I think they're actually a really good team. You know, obviously lost to Alabama last week, but uh, interesting game. So I don't really have much to add to this. I'm trying to think of anything funny that happened with Arkansas, man, my voice. But uh, nah, I guess not. I'll I'll take Ole Miss. So I mean, Ole Miss, they should have beat Bama, and they would have if Lane Kiffin handed the ball off to the kid that got him all the way down inside the ten. Quinchon G- Judkins ran all over Bama. Um, but they decided to try to throw the ball, which is not their strength, and they still had plenty of time. I just did not understand what they were doing. Um, and, like, they tried that weird quarterback draw. That Anyway, 
Um, but uh, I kind of wanted to take Ole Miss, but I need to make up some ground. All right, Sammy, you need to get me a big W. So I, I think Ole Miss will be distracted by the coaching rumors, and Arkansas will be rejuvenated by KJ being back, and they'll pull off the minor upset at home. Go Hogs. Baldy. I'm with you. Uh, Dr. Riffick says, me too. Hashtag me too. He'll take Arkansas. I haven't had the same me too since after our date, Cousin Bailey. Me too. All right. The next game, which is also a 7.30 kickoff, just like Ole Miss and Arkansas, New Mexico State heading to Missouri. Missouri's a 28.5-point favorite. The over-under is 46.5. I keep wanting to call New Mexico State the Lobos, but I think that's just New Mexico, right? They're the Lobos? Aztecs. Yeah, they're the Aggies. Aggies. Oh, oh all right. Another oh, the Aggie. Aztecs are that San Diego team. Sorry. Yeah, San Diego State. Yeah. But uh, New Mexico State. Not great. I believe they're four and five on the year. Yep, they're four and five on the year. Uh, big wins. Just looking through it real quick. Well, they beat UMass, which we've already talked about. They got their ass handed to them by F, uh, FIU 21 7. And FIU is probably as good as UMass. So, but they are coming off a big win over Lamar. Mm. Yeah, 51 14. That was at home. Missouri. They were hanging with Tennessee until the second half. Like I was, I was actually extremely frustrated with my pick. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I know this was a, it was a big spread, and I took Tennessee. And I'm like, man, Missouri showed up to play, and then they didn't. They just kind of fell off. I didn't watch any of the game, but I mean, all I know is a really close game. If not Missouri winning at half, and then it was, it was lights out after that. I couldn't believe the final score, sixty six to what 24 i think or something like yeah. that so huge win for tennessee over missouri new mexico state's not very good but this number is big this number is it's very very big against a missouri team which we don't know what's who's going to show up i know eli drinkwitz which we talked about last week got an extension good for them i guess missouri's content which I guess they probably should be if they're 500. Maybe they should be content with bowls. They're not bowl eligible. So, but this may go a long way because they're going to beat New Mexico State. I just don't know by 28. So, uh, give me the Aggies of New Mexico State. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Tyler, Tyler, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't crack the beer. I, did, I said I was going to crash a party. So, I'm going to crash it. So, I just popped a Founders All Day Chill. Uh, session cold IPA. I don't know what the difference is between an IPA and a cold IPA because all my IPAs are cold. <laughs> but I haven't, I, I, I haven't had this one. So because it's an all day chill day, let me see how this is. Not bad. It's probably something I could drink all day, just like their all day IPA. I really don't. I, I really don't even know if it's that different from the regular all day IPA. But anyway, carry on, please. I was just gonna say, um, I don't. Missouri hasn't scored twenty eight points since they beat Abilene Christian in September. Um, I, I understand. No, I don't understand. Um, they were two and one at that point, and then they went on a three game losing streak, two game winning streak. Two, now they're on a two game losing streak, which they lost to Kentucky close, and then got the blow the doors blown off by Tennessee. Um, I think, you know, while they have played some good defense this this year. Um, I think 
you know, with the exception of the Tennessee game, they're averaging under 20 points given up um, a game or just around 20. Um, I think that's uh, that's enough for me to think that if they if, if New Mexico State can score, you know, four, 17 to 20, 20 plus points, that's not enough for um, Missouri to 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 beat them by 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 28. So I'm going to take uh, New Mexico State as well. So uh, New Mexico State, their coach, Jerry Kill, remember him, the guy that, like, passed out and almost – Yeah, for, a Minnesota's for the, coach, man. For the Gophers. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. taking on he's, – he's leading the Aggies this year. But um, I'm with you all. But the main reason is I was watching uh, the director's cut of Teen Wolf and arguably one of the greatest high school basketball coaches in movie history – maybe even better than coach Dale from Hoosiers coach Bobby Finstock. He actually had four rules for life. First we all, we know the three, but for the, for some of the listeners, I'll first never get less than 12 hours of sleep in any day. Never play poker with a guy whose first name is a city. Never get involved with a woman who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. And finally never ever lay more than three touchdowns with Mizzou. Go Aggies. There you go. <laughs> so that was in the director's cut, huh? Yeah. He hated, He hates Mizzou. I think he's a big uh, Kansas guy. Clearly. Because we don't know where Keen Wolf was filmed, right? What's What city was it in? Or, or state? I'll, I'll go with Champlain, Illinois. Yeah. Was Is that it? right? I'm sure it was filmed in California somewhere, but oh, okay. Oh, I thought you knew. No, I don't. I know. Didn't he's that in the director's cut. He says right and takes like a huge drink. I was like, oh, okay. Well, there's the. I, like, did I, did I just nailed that city and state. <laughs> Holy shit! I pulled it out of my ass. Now I have to look it up. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. It was it was filmed at Universal Studios. Yeah, I mean, it... yeah, I don't know. Hopping <laughs> trivia. Yeah, it's a lot of dead air here, guys. A little bit, but that's all right. I mean, we could talk a little bit more about uh, Teen Wolf. I honestly don't remember a lot except that the I'll take Mizzou. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. I guess we Fill had the something air. To talk about. The producer's not filling the air with with pertinent information. All right. Love it. What are oh, the... So it was set in Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. But filmed in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, it could be filmed in, on the moon these days. I mean, but. It was based in Nebraska. Yeah, I guess that sounds kind of right. You know, that could have been, it could have, it was like literally anywhere, you know. But wouldn't, don't, is it Nebraska's rival, uh, Iowa? Yeah, but Bobby was from, uh, Kansas. Oh, he was from Kansas. Okay. Yeah, the coach. Gotcha. Wait, in this, in real life? Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, man, you're saying that very confidently. I had a kid come in, much like the way you're coming in, saying things very similar to you. What happened to the kid? I don't know. He wasn't a starter. Who ne- he rode the bench. I didn't care. He rode the bench. I didn't need him. And it was in Nebraska, which explains why, like, there was very little. I mean, it was only local coverage of the Dynamo Werewolf basketball player. Yeah, it's before the internet. If it was in L.A., the media would have been all over it. Oh, my God. Like, oh, mask girl. on COVID. Yeah. God, he would have had to play basketball with a mask on, that wolf. You think he would have let that happen? No. 
Uh, all right. So the last game, yeah. mercifully, is uh, the Blazers. One of my favorite nicknames. Uh, go into Baton Rouge, 15 and a half point underdog against LSU. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about the Blazers coming into this game. Um, apparently, they have the nation's leading rusher, D. Wayne McBride, who's rushed for over 120 yards. Every game has 17 touchdowns. So obviously that's going to be UAB's strategy is to uh, try to uh, feed him and shorten the game and, you know, try to do some stuff to keep this close. LSU, as we mentioned, struggled against Arkansas's backup quarterback. They might be looking ahead to uh, Arkansas next – or. Uh, Whoever the fuck they play next week, um, A and M next week, and uh, obviously the uh, SEC championship game against Georgia. Uh, I don't think LSU's going to really be in any sort of danger of losing this game, but something tells me it's going to be a little bit closer. So I'll, I'll take the underdog. I'll take the Blazers. Um, so I guess like the closest thing I can tell you about um, UAB is I drove by their stadium. Um, Monday and Tuesday night, and it it is it's really really good. I think it's a new stadium. It's got to be. Um, they uh, uh, it looks like you know what it, it kind of looks like a, a like a a brand new soccer stadium. You know, not terribly high capacity, but there were like there were a, a lot of glass on the on one side. It looked like a a lot of suites. So I bet you there's a shit ton of like Southern lawyers who went to UAB. And now are making like psychotic amount of money because there's there's a lot of good there's a lot of cool areas around Birmingham, a lot of cool places around to Tuscaloosa. I'm um, now a realtor for Tuscaloosa in the state of Alabama. So if you, anyone if any one of our listeners needs a realtor, um, LSU looked every time I thought like I kept turning flipping back and forth between that game last week that they played in Arkansas. Um, I kept thinking that eventually they were going to pull away and they never did, and. That kind of makes me wonder if they're running like I don't want. I mean, I think I read this somewhere. This is not my own thoughts, but it made sense to me. Um, you know, they they flew high and then, you know, they're starting. It's it's just it's a concern that they might be running out of gas late in the season. Um, Fifteen and a half is not a tremendous amount of points for a, you know, if you're for the top seven team in the country that is going to the SEC championship game. And uh, that doubt is enough for me to um, suggest that UAB might might keep this game closer than LSU would like. A nine o'clock, obviously eight o'clock Central game in in, in Death Valley. That's exciting, but uh, yeah, I'm going to take UAB. So UAB, big news. If no one knew, they're moving from Conference USA, their final year in there this year, and they're moving to the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. Ooh. Yeah, big news. Is, that a, is big that, news. that a bump up? Uh, I guess it is. I mean, it's got to be right. Sure. Um, I know FAU is still in the Conference USA, and I believe that Florida or uh, UCF is in the AAC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're the... going into the big. Yeah, but it's a step up, though. Well, That's like what I'm. Yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, U- USF is still in Conference USA, I believe. Well, they or suck. Did they move up to. Yeah, they do suck. I'm glad that sports radio is taking enough time talking about their coaching situation right now. It's like, who gives a fuck? 
But anyway, UAB, I thought they stopped their football program for a couple of years. They did. But not according to uh Well they threatened what, to and then yeah. and then didn't. Oh, okay. But uh the stadium, I looked it up since I'm on their Wikipedia page, uh forty seven thousand. So not a bad size venue. Called Protective um, Stadium. I think I um, want to say Protective it's Stadium. Uh, Dumb, yep, stupid and they, fucking name. Oh, that's nice. It, hey, man, whoever's paying the naming rights, yeah, I getting money in. And that uh, it opened up last year, 2021. Yeah, I mean, it looks it. So, like I said, I mean, UAB's like not. There's a Top Golf next to it. Well, that's all right. That fits the mold. Top Golf's everywhere. One right outside MGM in Vegas, or a, a part of it. I I don't remember. But UAB, I believe, is five and five. LSU's, you know, they're going to the championship game. They still have an outside shot of getting in. Well, I guess if they went out, they'll probably get into the playoff. But I don't know. Like, I looked at this, and I was like, man, I think I'm going to take LSU here. I know their struggles against Arkansas last week. But I was like, yeah, definitely A&M. But you guys may have convinced me to go with UAB. No, I'm going to go with LSU. That was that was the pick in my heart. I think they'll cover this. They'll win by probably twenty-one to twenty-four points. It's at LSU at night. UAB is probably okay for a mid-level team, but man, it's it's Death Valley at night. So I think it's going to be a raucous crowd, and they're going to be leaving happy. So give me LSU. I want to say um, before we get Doctor's pick, um, I, I've got to commend Gus because on two different occasions he has chose to. Well, I guess not chosen on one of them. Okay, <laughs> on one occasion, at least he's chosen not to go with malt liquor uh, when he knows that he doesn't. You know, if he goes with that pick, they, you know that's kind of a that's a push situation and kind of screws over the malt. So he's going with his heart. He still wants to make you money. Just, he wants to bury me. He wants to bury like you as that type of guy. I mean, it take I mean, listen, road. like I'm. No, I honestly wasn't even thinking about this. I'm still, I'm still picking with who I think is going to because it's worked out for me this year. But absolutely, like, I'm, you know, there's, there's time to play smart and there's time to go with your heart. So, well, for the Bourbon Boys, I'm going with my heart unless I'm down, and then I'll start picking crazy fucking shit so I can try to make up ground. So, there, you, there you go. All right, no lone wolves this week. So, well, I don't. No, yeah. there's one. There's we have one. A chance. There's two. Doctor. There. Doctor. Doctor's got two lone wolves, but that doesn't like Malt's not worried about. No, that. I'm talking about for, about for Gus. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah I uh, thought I was going to have that Auburn lone wolf, but that didn't work out. Who's Doc like? I'm taking LSU. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, they are. They're very. They're very good. And last week may have been kind of a mirage or a. Illusion, as they say. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is not a very you know compelling slate of games this week. Uh, nothing's on the line. Yeah, well, nothing's on the line either, uh, which is going to make next week, you know, it you know it'll be regionally interesting. But um, you know, the est- the, the the east and the west have already been decided, uh, and honestly, the way Georgia's rolling, I don't know if it even matters who they're playing. Um, obviously they, you know, playing, no, I don't know. I just, I, you know, the next two weeks really 
the benefit I think the next two weeks are going to be is that we're going to see how LSU plays against these comp this competition to see if they're going to give Georgia a run for their money. But right now, Georgia just looks like a goddamn buzzsaw. I mean, there's not there's one two games between ranked teams, and they're all out west: USC, UCLA, and Utah, Oregon. Bo Nix. That Oregon game last week was great game. Yeah, Bo Nix. Yep, it was. Fuck Oregon. That's all I got to say. Fuck them. Well, on that note, uh, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at closing. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode or other episodes with your friends. Uh, any last thoughts, fellas? Have you guys okay? Gators. I got one. Have you guys ever been to the uh the um Vanderbilt game or Nashville in general? I've been in Nashville, but not for a game. I've been in Nashville, but not for a game. Spent a Christmas there. there. Okay, I've been to Nashville and for a game, but I I highly I mean to all of our listeners, as we all know, as all the bourbon boys know, Nashville is a fucking awesome town. It's a great town to visit. I will make the I will say this about Nashville. It's a lot like Vegas in the sense that, you know, more than three, maybe four days, don't do it. Yeah. In and out, baby. In and out. Long weekend. Long weekend. Totally agree. The different, thankfully, the difference in Vegas is you don't lose as much money. Um, there are there are restaurants to spend some money at. Um, that's for sure. And there are the honky tonks are fun. It's it's very touristy, but I mean, you're going there for a couple of days. Just do that, unless you've got some special. Uh, places to go like i know the the uh the gus family went a couple of years ago um i uh yeah i mean i the, the weather this week is going to be like in the 30s at kickoff and it's a noon game so maybe that's not ideal um i went there around this time two or three years ago uh missed the game it was we were at the gators happened to be at missouri but then we watched that but um you know weather was crazy but you know, you can eat some phenomenal food in the Gulch. So I, you know, I highly recommend Nashville. Um, but I mean, that's all I got. Uh, any, any last thoughts though? Do you want to know what I'm doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? I'd love to hear it. It's very similar to last weekend. So I'm just kind of, I probably got to go to Home Depot. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Watch the Gator game. No bucks on Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to do with my Sunday. I'll probably watch football. But, uh, you know, I may have to put in some some loving time. Well, uh, for uh, for malt liquor. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Fuck Vandy. Fuck Vandy. So for malt liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Riffick, I am Cousin Bailey saying go Gators. And uh, fuck Vandy. Damn.